Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. You are listening to the Trek Ranks Podcast, a member of the Tricorder Transmissions Podcast Network. This is episode 13, featuring the top five gory moments. Welcome, Star Trek fans. I am Jim Morehouse, and I am the host of the Trek Ranks Podcast right here on the Tricorder Transmissions Podcast Network. And I'm excited to be with you here tonight. As I just said, this is episode 13 of the Trek Ranks Podcast. And tonight is another deep cut special. And by cut, I think you know exactly what I mean. Because we are slicing and carving our way into another outlier topic. The top five gory moments in Star Trek history. And we've got Cat's Paw Day coming up. And that's what I call Halloween. So we figured this would be the time to tackle a topic that... that it, isn't exactly something that Star Trek is known for, you know, it's gore. So, and just to be clear, we aren't we're not talking about scariest or creepiest moments. We're talking about gore, but we'll define that a little bit later in our diagnostic cycle. So, oh, and special note tonight, this is a, a quick heads up. This, uh, tonight's, I'm going to start doing this before every episode, because tonight's episode is current through Star Trek Discovery Season 1, episode five because now we have to do that because we have new star trek being aired every week and we love that so tonight we are without mr jeff hewlett again but don't fear because you can find our illustrious leader everywhere on the tricorder transmissions podcast network i mean right now he's on like every other podcast disco trek he's on shore leave he's on he's on uh, discovering trek so we'll get him back soon but he's been busy so let's talk about who is here tonight, and that's our two panelists who, these I mean, these two guys are incredibly knowledgeable Trekkies, and we needed that for tonight's show, because it is a deep-cut topic. So first up, joining us for the first time is Mr. Carl Wonders. This, Carl's uh, he's a first-time panelist, and not his first time on the show, though, because he actually called in, and he's featured many times in our uh Temporal causality loop section in, in the first dozen episodes or so. So, Carl, Jolan True, welcome to the Trek Ranks podcast. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks so much, Jim. It's uh, great to be on. I've uh, been a fan since uh, the NXO 00 episode. So, uh, looking forward to uh, talking some Trek tonight. Awesome. This is going to be a good topic. And our second guest tonight is making his second appearance on the show. It's Bill Mann, my Trek ranking brother on Twitter and the co host of Trek Live over on YouTube. Bill was here for our five-episode marathons for Trek Newcomers. That was a fun episode. And now he's here to carve into Star Trek gore in advance of Cat's Paw Day. Bill, welcome back. Thank you, Jim. I am so happy to be back. This is my favorite Star Trek podcast. I have to say there are so many out there that I love, but this one is must-listen as soon as it drops. So being here twice is Dream come true. This is this is great. Thank you for having me back. Thanks, man. That is cool to hear. We, man, we just love talking about Star Trek on this show, and there's so much yeah. to talk about. We love that. All right, so let's start with Carl on his Trek origin story, which we like to do for our first time guests. So, Carl, tell, how did you get into Trek? Where's uh, what's your starting point for your Star Trek fandom? Uh, well, so uh, my history with Star Trek really goes back to when I was around six years old. Um, 
my mom uh, was a Trekkie. Uh, the show was on originally when she was finishing up high school and starting college. And uh, I remember one evening, I know I was about six, she said uh, after dinner that we were going to be watching a movie that was something about something called Star Trek. And I had no idea what that meant. Um, <laughs> I grew up, I, I was born in 79, so I was a big Star Wars fan as a kid growing up with all the toys and everything. So I knew that the, had Star in the title, so that piqued my interest and had no clue what Trek meant. But um, we sat down and watched, of all things to start with, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. And uh, I immediately got hooked. And, uh, and, you know, it was a little confusing because it was dropping you right in the middle of the story. But uh, And I said, you know, when the movie was over, if, you know, could I see more? And I don't think she wanted me to watch Star Trek 2 yet. Um, we might get into some of the scenes that maybe why she was being protective about that. But um, the <laughs> the Star Trek TOS series was on in reruns. And it was on a channel that didn't tell you what the episode was in the old TV guides that used to come out. So the first time I sat down to watch it, um, I should say the second, the two times I sat down to watch it, uh, it was rather auspicious continuing start because the first two episodes I ever saw were in order Spock's brain and the empath. Um, uh, one of, one of which, one of which I will actually defend as being better than its reputation and the other, not so much. Um, of course and, it is. And, we know which one you're talking about. and, uh, Jim, you'll appreciate this. The animated series was also on Saturdays around that time. So I watched that too. Uh, went to see Star Trek four in the theater. Um, and then we sat down like everyone about that time to watch encounter at Farpoint when TNG started. And, right. you know, ever since that opening credits and the Enterprise goes into warp and that blew me away. And then the Jerry Goldsmith theme kicks on and I was hooked from then on. Um, watched, you know, all of TNG, DS9, some of Voyager. Um, unfortunately, went off to college and grad school around then. So I kind of fell off and I've made it a point to go back in the very near future to rewatch both Voyager and Enterprise. I've only seen bits and pieces to be perfectly honest of those two series, but I really want to do a good rewatch. Um, it, wow. So that's, wow. right. that's impressive. Story. I love that. So you are not yet a completist, which, which I'm always jealous of. Cause that means you get to go out and watch new mm-hmm. Trek. Yeah. Me too. Uh, and I love the fact that you started with the uh, search for spot. I, I, it's oh probably the most underrated that's movie, crazy. I think. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's one of my favorites to be honest. It, it I think you're right about it. it is probably the most underrated whether that means you rate it high or low but it definitely is underappreciated yeah. so all right that's that's very cool uh all right bill let's uh let's ask you my favorite my favorite star trek question which i i'm gonna ask all of our second returning guests and that is uh, the question i ask everybody i meet when they say they're a star trek fan what's your favorite series because i think this helps give people a little feel for for who bill mann is <laughs> Well, Jim, that is my least favorite Star Trek question. Um, <laughs> this is that. This is like you know, I, as you know, I rank everything uh, with Star Trek. I ranked all the episodes uh, as I went through a rewatch, and I'm very conscious when I'm grading episodes to keep averages and let statistics speak. And uh, this, this the statistics show that my favorite show is TOS. So that's my kind of go-to answer. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm not comfortable with that. Uh, it, the truth is, my favorite Star Trek series is whichever one I'm watching right now. Uh, I kind of, I really do kind of think of it all as one show. <laughs> um, 
So I, I have a really, really hard time separating them. But if I'm going to let my statistics speak and my episode grades and going through them the way that I do, it's TOS. If I'm being really honest, deep down, I'm probably going to say the next generation. But it's a, it's a, it's a heart-mind battle that goes on in me every day when I'm thinking about this. Uh, uh, you, your analytical rankings and grades are awesome. Where, where my system, which is, you know, uh, which I always say is rewatchability. It's like the one. If I can only yeah. choose one, which would I pick? The problem with that system is that when it comes to picking the series, if you tell me which series, I think in those terms, I'm like, well, I'm going to choose 170 episodes over 80. Sure. Because that's, mm-hmm. that's the option you're giving me. That's how my mind works. Yeah. So I would choose something other, even though I love TOS and it might mm. ultimately rate, rate out as my favorite, I would choose something else because I get more. But yeah. that's, just, that's just me being stupid. Okay. Yeah, that's so not stupid. <laughs> there's many ways to look at it. And as we know, there's no wrong answers, which we're just about to get into because let's do our quick Trek Ranks reset before we get into our diagnostic cycle. Infinite diversity. In infinite combinations. All right, so if you are joining us for the first time, that was a wise old Vulcan master and young angry Tuvok reminding us that at Trek Ranks, as we were just talking about, there's no wrong answers. So just a reminder that uh, this show is all about the reasons we love Star Trek. We're not here to nitpick. We don't, we're not going to do any... Uh, five worst lists. That stuff's no fun to me. I like to talk about the reasons I love Trek. So, you know, our lists they're, are fluid. They're ever-changing. And we really just use the ranks as a crutch to start our conversation about Trek and maybe think about some moments and elements of Trek that you haven't thought about in a while. So, and maybe it'll get you back into it and you'll go watch some old episodes that, uh, that you haven't thought about. Nothing, nothing would make me happier than that. So, Bottom line, I always like to call out everything here because we love it all. We love the Kelvin timeline, TOS, straight through to Enterprise, and now we get to include Discovery, which I just love saying because we got new new Trek is on the air. So with that in mind, I want to just re- you know take a quick moment and say that with Discovery in play now for every episode of Trek Ranks moving forward, that means potential Discovery spoilers are also in play. So just in case you haven't watched yet, and I don't think it's going to happen too often, but just want to make sure that's clear that we might talk about some uh, plot elements on Discovery that uh, that you haven't seen yet. So, all right, Carl, Bill, does that uh, that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So uh, before we get started, let's check in with everyone's favorite communications officer to let you know how you can contact us. Hailing frequencies are open. All right, so you can check us out on the World Wide Web at trekranks.com and at trekranks.tricordertransmissions.com. And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail message with your own picks, you can do that at 609-512-LLAP. That's 609-512-5527. I will give you that number again at the end of the show. And let's see, for those of you enjoying you know, all of our shows here on the Tricorder Transmissions podcast, including Shore Leave, and the amazing Disco Trek with the amazing Heather Barker, who's just killing it hosting that show. Uh, you might consider becoming a patron of our shows, which you can do at patreon.com slash the Tricorder Transmissions, because we obviously appreciate the support. All right. So, oh yeah, and I'm at, my Twitter handles are at Trek Ranks and at Enterprise Extra. That's the best way 
to get a hold of me and send me your lists. Because as I always say, this show is better when we're hearing from you. So how about you guys? Carl, Bill, uh, what, uh, what's the best way for listeners to get a hold of you guys? Well, I can be found uh, mostly on Twitter. Um, creativity took a break when I wrote my Twitter handle. It's just at Carl Wonders, all one word, no periods or anything in there. And I tend to poke around there throughout the day. Um, I can be found in the unofficial uh, Las Vegas uh, group on Twitter as well, or on, on, on Facebook as well. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Oh, I, thought, I thought Wonders was a made-up name. I thought that was <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to myself. Uh, all right, Bill. Bill, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at TrekFan4387, and you can also find me on YouTube with my good buddy Dan, who uh, I have Trek Live with. Uh, we have live streaming Star Trek conversations once a week. Uh, we interact with people that come in and talk about whatever's current, whatever's going on, which right now is obviously Discovery. We have weekly like recaps of the episode of the week and talk about our thoughts and have conversations with whoever stops in. Awesome. Love Bill and Dan on Trek Live and uh, check them out on Twitter so you can check out their YouTube show. It is fantastic. Trek Talk Live, which is super cool. Thanks, Jim. All right, let's get uh, let's get Commander Trip Tucker on the comp system to fire up our level one diagnostic. Diagnostic cycle will be complete in twenty seconds. All right, in tonight's diagnostic cycle, we're gonna just quickly talk about what is gory, quote unquote. So let me. Just, I'm gonna start by just reading the dictionary definition of gore, which is. Blood that is shed, especially when clotted. Also, murder, bloodshed, violence, <laughs> etc. So, you got to think about it in those terms, which uh, I'm not sure I realized when I decided to do this episode. Um, and, and by the way, we decided to do this episode before the recent slate of Discovery episodes. So, I'm not saying that any of those are going to be on anybody's list, but... Literally the week after I picked this episode, it was like, holy crap. <laughs> wow, that's really gory. So, mm-hmm. all right. So without getting into your guys' prime directives, what, uh, what, do, what do you guys think of when you think of gore? Is it uh, like straight up blood and guts? Is it horror, psychological? I mean, you can define it any way you want. Just, so I'm, I'm just curious, what are some of your gore standouts in TV and film? Well, uh, Bill, oh, go ahead. Um, so i mean i I, to me it could go either way um as far as you know just graphic violence uh or you know the product of graphic violence um and you know and to tie it back a little bit to discovery i think to me personally my in terms of my taste uh i find gore to be a lot like language uh in terms of swearing and whatnot in that you know i tend to think of them kind of like the spices to a recipe where I would prefer a little bit in the right places than have it just in your face the whole time. Uh, you know, it, it overwhelms a lot and then it suddenly stops actually being anything worth noting. Um, and I think that little bit of unexpected gore or violence can have a lot of impact. Uh, you know, it could be something that's played for shock. Um, the, the thing that I always remember when I think about this is that arm wrestling scene in the fly, um, which gets me every time I watch it. It's just, ugh. Um, or even, or even something for humor, 
uh, at times, like the the great wood chipper scene in Fargo oh, is another one example that I, I think of. Uh, you know, as far as like you have this fairly run of the mill movie, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, where you know the guy's foot sticking out of the wood chipper. So uh, I would I, I I tend to gravitate more towards moments like that where it's not like spread throughout the entire thing. Um, I'm not a huge splatter movie fan or anything like that, but those well placed bits uh, are the ones that really do it for me. I, I like the way you said the combination of uh, the, like the product of it with also the sound and the impact and things like that. Cause I, that opens it up a lot when you're talking mm-hmm. about Trek. So, and I, I'm thinking the same way. All right. How about you, uh, Bill? I totally agree. I think it's a combination of all these kinds of things. Uh, I'm not a huge like horror movie aficionado i don't go out of my way to see you know every horror movie that comes across the block and i certainly don't go out of my way to see every splash gore over the top horror movie i'm not one of those people but um i can appreciate it when it's well done and it's serving the story or it's telling you something about a character and i i certainly respond to it more when like you guys were saying if it's if it's you know sparingly used if, if sound is playing a part if you know not necessarily just throwing it in my face there's all kinds of ways to do it I think some of the best stuff is some of the stuff that, especially in Trek, because of the nature of it being on TV for such a long time, like standard TV, uh, and you know being in PG PG thirteen movies. A lot of the a lot of the gore in Trek is you know less of the in your face what you're thinking, violent what you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and more of more of what's implied. You know, let me think about it instead yes. of showing it to yeah. me. Perfect. What's implied is the perfect. Uh, I got a couple of picks like that. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not a huge horror fan either. I, I mean, I love a good horror movie like Halloween or, I actually, I, Blair Witch Project is like the scariest <laughs> movie I've ever seen. I respect yeah. it and know it's awesome, but I hate it because I never want to see it again because it terrifies me. But when I think of gore, I'm definitely thinking of things like, I mean, I'm thinking Blood and Guts, and I'm thinking of like Alien, you know, mm-hmm. the, the John Hurt yeah. scene. But I'm also thinking about like yep. the Ian Holmes scene, yeah. you know, where Ash is getting his head smashed in and ripped off, you know. So, um, and then the one that always pops to me is like American Werewolf in London. Oh yeah, the humor oh, yeah. and gore, and, and Reanimator with, of course, the great <laughs> Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Yeah, so, so mm-hmm. those are the those are the kind of things that pop into my head when I'm thinking gore. So, all right, let's uh, let's check in on General Order Number One and see what everyone's prime directive looks like for this creepy topic. I do not concur with your captain's decision. She's following our prime directive. Define prime directive. All right, Bill, let's start with you. What was your prime directive? What's your what's your breakdown for your top five Star Trek gory moments? Well, I was going for things that really made an impact on me. And a lot of these, not all of them, but four out of the five are coming from Trek that I watched when I was, for the first time, young. Uh, growing up watching it in first run, and I'm thinking about things that scared the heck out of me when I was a kid, made a big impact. Um, and most of them, like I was saying in the previous segment, it, it's it's not necessarily in-your-face blood and guts, because there's not a lot of that in Trek until recently. Uh, but there is a lot of scary violent stuff that's implied um, that, that they don't necessarily flaunt in your face, but if you are paying attention and you know what's really happening, it's it's not good. Like, bad things are happening to people. And uh, I'm thinking about yep. things like that. Uh, mostly. Okay. 
I love it. And I love that you're thinking about what was impactful to you watching it uh, when you were younger, too. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, you know, pretty much along the same lines. Um, you know, I, I sat down and I wrote down all these things. Like, I, I had no lack of initial ideas writing down things. And, um, you know, they kind of ended up binning out into two different areas. One was, you know, there, there's blood and stuff in it. Um, which there, you know, as we've already said, there wasn't a lot of that in Star Trek, basically because of when it was on the air. Um, and then other moments that um, are, you know, as Bill said, are they, they stuck out to me. Um, I also, you know, saw the show, you know, starting when I was about eight and that, you know, was the first year T- uh, TNG was on. And, you know, there, there's something about the Star Trek universe and the future that it's in lends itself to these creative ways of, depicting violence that aren't necessarily bloody, but are still can be pretty graphic at times, either in your head or on the screen. And um, a lot of the traditional gore moments that I wrote down in my secondary systems list, really, because I couldn't think of a lot of interesting things to say about them other than, oh, there's this thing happened and it was bloody. Um, So, uh, you know, the ones that are actually on my list are really moments that affect the story in some way or affect the characters that are involved. So it's not just gore for gore's sake it's actually doing something uh to impact the story the characters what have you and definitely impacted me as a viewer okay and i'm i'm fairly similar i i tried to stay away from stuff that i think i would classify as gross Mm -hmm. as opposed to gory um and there's there could obviously be a crossover there in those two designations so i think for the most part i stuck with the i tried to stick with the dictionary definition on this blood guts murder violence uh, maybe some stuff that's a little more subtle and not super in your face. And I definitely layered in a few pics of things that are just particularly creepy to me. So they may, they may not be seen as gory by others. So we'll see. So, all right, let's, uh, I think it's time for the order of things and our old friend, third Romoticlon, who I'm pretty sure has been responsible for some of his own gory moments in his days fighting for the Jem Hadar. <laughs> I am a Jem'Hadar. He is a Vorta. It is the order of things. Okay, it's time to go through our top five gory moments in Star Trek history. Again, this is one of those great topics where you just really have to rack your brain and think of all those nooks and crannies of of Trek just to come up with a complete list. And I'm, I'm fired up to hear your guys' list. So, and again, quick reminder that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pick we're gonna pick our moment and then we're gonna relay what the the episode and the series it's from and then reveal what our five word summary and hashtag is our Trek rank staple. So let's get rolling with Bill. What do you got, Bill? Okay, so my number five is the moment in the Voyager season two episode, The Thaw, uh, and my f- it's it's Viorsa, the alien main character, I guess, that's stuck in the Thaw's uh, simulation. My, well, my five, my five words is kind of summary of it. It's uh, Viorsa loses his virtual head and hashtag death by guillotine. Uh, it is endlessly shocking to me when I go back to it even, that they that they went this far. They, they, they decapitated somebody. Uh, and I think the reason it works so well for me is it's so well telegraphed. They, they almost do it to Harry Kim it's it's a scary scene. There's, there's characters like freaking out and yelling, and it's it's just impactful. It's 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 loud. It's it's strange. It's weird. It's all these things at once. 
And then I think what really sells it for me is the actor who plays Viorsa's face when it's happening. Like, he mm-hmm. is horrified. <laughs> you, I almost think he's, he's dead before it happens. Like, he's in shock. Um, but it's, it's so jarringly violent, and you know what's happening, um, that it's, it had to be on my list. It's, it's a guy getting decapitated in Star Trek. So... <laughs> I'm like, I can barely talk. I, I have forgotten about this scene. It's terrifying. And it's really gory in, a, in the most yeah. subtle way because obviously they're not going to show the, the splatter. Yeah. But you said it best. I had, I, you just don't think it's really going to yeah. happen. And when they flash, I think they, that they end cut back on the, in the sick bay or wherever they're, or back on the ship. And they're yep. just like, yep. yeah, he's dead. <laughs> that guy's dead. That <laughs> was terrifying oh my god carl what do you what do you think of that have you seen that one no i mean yes i have actually i mean anything with the with um michael mckean and as the clown um Uh, is creepy Uh, and i mean it's been a while since i saw it and if i remember correctly they tried to do that to him at one point earlier and 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 they don't and then you think oh well you know they won't. They won't do it the second time. And nope. They <laughs> they go there. Uh, then that's a great pick. By the way, if Bellana was monitoring my uh, my systems right now, my heart rate would be like. <laughs> Mine too. Just talking about it. <laughs> All right. All right, Carl. What's your number five pick? All right. So no no decapitation this time. But I'm I am also uh, going to put my prime directive here to use right away. Um, the five words in a hashtag are um, bloodless disintegration finds the villain and hashtag, and this is a long one, it's your fault. You knew the price of disobedience and so did she. Um, it's from TNG season three, episode 22, The Most Toys. It's Varia's wow. death by Varon T. Disruptor. Um, wow. No blood at all, but one of the more horrifying moments, I think, especially in early TNG, where you have this woman with a hole burned into her screaming for what seems like almost half a minute before she suddenly like disintegrates from inside out. And, you know, Fajo's description of exactly how that weapon works and how it's extremely painful and the actress totally sells it. You knew the price for disobedience, and so did she. Well, there's always another barrier. And it's just, and and then it drives Data to do that great moment at the end of the the episode where he is, I think he's going to shoot Faja before the Enterprise beams him away. And he, and he does. Yes, he does. He does. Agreed. <laughs> totally does. <laughs> uh, and then he lies about it. Yep. <laughs> Something must have happened uh, during transport. I think we need to. I think we just need to stop recording because I can't take it. This, <laughs> this, where I'm just like, oh, how about that? What do you think of that, Bill? Oh my gosh. You said it best. I mean, I think I think the description from Fajo about what the phaser does, mm-hmm. uh, the disruptor does, and then the, the actress's performance while it's happening, I think totally sells it. The combination of knowing it because of the great performance of Saul Rubinek 
describing it and then seeing it, you know, without it being graphic, you don't see any anything really happening other than her disintegrating. It's a longer version of somebody getting vaporized, but it's it's which we see all the time in Star Trek. Uh, but it is really well acted in the description part of it and then in the execution of it, literally. Yeah, what a mm-hmm. superb episode, and that's an unbelievably gory moment. Yeah, and I, I, I love, and I love Saul Rubinek's performance after he shoots her, where he's just like shocked. Yeah, he, like he know he's he's already explained what's going to happen, and he still can't believe how horrible it is. Yep, yep. it's a great point. All right, I don't even want to talk about my number five. <laughs> so let's get through it fast. <clears throat> because I, was, I shall start with my five words and a hashtag, which is these things haunt my dreams. Hashtag creepy AF, <laughs> uh, and it's from an episode that I don't. I don't really. It's not one of my favorite episodes. It's phantasms, uh, and it's these interphasic oh, orgasms yeah. when they're revealed. And oh god, these things creep me the hell out. <laughs> I just I hate them. So it's that. And again, that re- they are really gory looking. Actually, I know they aren't like traditional blood and guts. So I think some people might question this pick. But when Beverly starts scanning them on people's arms mm. and on Riker's face, I mean they're like veiny and they look like they're cut into the skin a little bit and sitting like inside the arm or whatever. And oh god, <laughs> I mean they've literally given me nightmares for twenty five years. I really hate them. <laughs> You guys know what I'm talking about? Are these things, do these things gross everybody else out? As oh, they're disgusting. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're horrible. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, 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 would have, I was close to labeling them as just gross, but they're they are. gory. They're, I was like, yeah. I went back and looked at it. They're like veiny, and they, I mean, the one just looks like it's cut inside. Uh, I think, oh, it's the one on Deanna's uh, yeah. neck. It's looked like it's etched yeah. inside her, like collarbone. Oh, it's so so gory. I just okay. <laughs> let me Let's not talk about that anymore. So, all right, number four pick for Bill. What's your what's your number four Trek gory moment? My number four pick is the one of the five that doesn't really factor into my childhood. It's a little more new, um, but it. my five words and a hashtag are: the Marcuses literally get mm. crushed. Hashtag crunch. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a twofer. Uh, we have uh, Carol Marcus's leg getting mm. crushed and broken, and then immediately following that, you get uh, Peter Weller, Admiral Marcus's head getting completely pulverized and crushed into smithereens. Um, and it, this is this is one that, like some of these other picks, are sold by sound. Uh, you know, you don't see anything, yes. but the sound effect of that happening is. I can I can hear it yeah. <laughs> anytime I anytime I think about it. It, it. The exact sound pops into my head. Listen, wait. the reason I think it, it works, and I know this movie's controversial for a lot of people, and I'm, I'm more on the positive side of it with you, Jim. Me too. Um, me too. Yeah. Me too. But yep. it's not just like a drop-in and that's it. I think it's kind of cool that they kind of bring it back at the end, and Khan's trying to do the same thing to Spock, and it, it adds a little gravity to that scene. You know what he did before. He's trying to do it to you know Spock, and it adds, it adds some drama to it. So, um, 
that had to make my list because it is it's 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 a ballsy move um, for for track. Uh, it's kind of like the thaw, but it's I think it's even almost like a step further. It's more it's less clean than the thaw's uh, choice for me with the the decapitation by guillotine. This is this is messy and bloody and disgusting. Yeah, sometimes and I have a few picks like this. You have to think about okay, they didn't mm-hmm. show it, but you know what Khan's yeah. hands look yeah. like right now. I mean, it's not pretty. No. It's not pretty, and uh, oh, and the sound—the sound editing on that was it's so effective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just—I think about what, what Admiral Marcus's body laying on that bridge somewhere <laughs> when all that stuff's happening. Uh, like, it can't be a pretty sight. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that's, no. That's those are that is great boring. picks, and and like you said, you know, the sound, and then Alice Eve's scream. Yes. Um, as Admiral Marcus's head is yes. is crushed. Is oh. <laughs> And and I even I mean the first time I saw it I think I was even more affected by the leg one just because the the whole compound fracture thing just kind of ekes me out you know so the whole idea of what mm. what her leg must look like yeah and, seriously and, and everything oh awful <laughs> uh, nothing nothing worse than thinking about a compound <laughs> fracture okay Carl. let's go with your number four all right this is another uh, still no blood in my uh, my list so here so. Uh, Five words and a hashtag. Uh, arrogant Bashir's Hippocratic Oath Failure. Uh, hashtag shut it all down. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the effects of the blight in the episode The Quickening on Deep Space Nine. Uh, yes. Season f- four, episode 24. And, man, it's it's such a good episode for Bashir's character. Um, because he's, he's still that kind of young, um, I-can-do-anything kind of character going in. And he they've come across this planet with this population that's affected by this plague that's been left behind by the dominion and he's convinced he's gonna you know ride in on the on the white horse and save the day and boy does he mess it up and it turns out his instruments are actually inflaming the disease even beyond uh what it would be normally and he's trying to treat um epren and and the other victims in this little makeshift hospital hut thing and god they all start screaming and and you can they, they do this great CGI effect on his face with the the blight spread, this red sores just spread across his face as he's writhing in pain and having seizures and and these other women are crying out for help and uh, asking for the Trevian to come in and give them the euthanasia medicine to to take the pain away and it's just a horrifying scene uh, that really, the first time I saw it, I mean I was a little older when this episode came on because it was Deep Space Nine but still it really, it stuck with me for a long time. Jillian. Something's causing the virus to mutate. Could it be a reaction to the antigen? I don't see how. I need a microcellular scanner. Help me. Bashir. He's gonna take care of you. You're gonna be alright. My God! It's the EM fields from my instruments! Shut everything down, now! All right, everything's off. The mutation rate hasn't slowed. The effect must be cumulative. Great pick. Bill, I know you love this pick. <laughs> I you do. I love this episode. I was just like the, your top wait, I couldn't wait to talk. 
<laughs> Much to Jim's chagrin, this is in my top 100 episodes of all of Star Trek. Uh, it's one of my favorite Deep Space yeah. Nine episodes, and easily one of my favorite Bashir episodes. And everything you said is true. I, I totally, I totally agree. It is. It's heartbreaking. It's it's graphic without showing too much. Um, and yeah, it's it's definitely one of my favorites. I think Trevian is a fascinating character. I know Jim doesn't agree with that at all. <laughs> I just I, we're just totally on the opposite side of this coin. But uh, <laughs> that's what's fun about. It. And this, I'm not, I would I wouldn't rip this up. It's not a bad episode, and I and I wouldn't say much to my chagrin because I I can appreciate that someone would like yeah. it. But uh, was it Trevian? Trevian, yeah, Trevian, Trevian, yeah. He, I just, I hate his one note, <laughs> stupid chief. He's a stupid chief, and I hate stupid chief characters. I just can't stand that uh, one note character. But this is a great gory pick, because that is a super duper gory moment, and I totally forgot. It is, and I think you picked. And that's like an actual. That's when we actually yeah. see it. That's what I was gonna say. I think you picked the perfect scene to highlight because it is the time that you you really get a sense of what this blight is, and you know how how deadly it really is, and what it's doing to these people, um, and it's not pretty. Yeah, and that's a great moment when he says, yeah. "Shut it all down." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay, so let's my number four pick. This one, I it it popped into my head early, and I kind of knew it was going to be on the list. And I think it's a little bit of an outlier, but it's pretty it's it's pretty gross, and it's it's one of these more well, it's graphic, but it's also subtle. So let me get my five words and a hashtag. It is. Single-minded Picard digs through chest cavity. Hashtag <laughs> R.I.P. Ensign Lynch. And it's Star Trek First Contact. And the moment is literally Picard digging through, digging a neural processor out of a dead Borg drone. And I, I, it's kind of a little more subtle, but it's, it's also super gory. I mean, it starts off with Picard just riddling this guy with bullets from a machine gun. And then he's just digging through his chest cavity nonchalantly, just like plowing in there to dig out this uh, neural processor or whatever that thing is. And even though they don't show a lot, I think the you can. There's a lot of blood and guts in the chest cavity, and the sound design is really gruesome. I don't get it. I thought you said this was all just a bunch of holograms. If it's holograms, I disengage the safety protocols. Without them, even a holographic bullet can kill. What are you doing? I'm looking for the neuroprocessor. Every Borg has one. It's like a memory chip. It will contain a record of all the instructions this Borg has been receiving from the collective. All right. Jean-Luc, it's one of your uniforms. Yes, this was Ensign Lynch. Tough luck, huh? I think it adds to it that Lily Sloan is just like, uh, hey, Sean Luke, this is one of your men. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's Anson Lynch. He dead. So we're, we're moving on. So that, uh, I just found that scene, uh, really gross when he had, when he did sure that. Sure is. Uh, what do you guys think so of that? It's a pick? big moment in one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite Star Trek movies. And it's, it's, uh, it's telling for Picard's character, and it is disgusting. It's it, it certainly is. I mean, you can. Yeah. There's a lot of makeup effects going on there with him digging into his chest, and if you look closely, there's not pretty stuff going on. Um, so it's it's definitely gory. It stands out as as a 
in, in, in the movie world of Star Trek where they can push the boundaries a little further. It's definitely one of the times that they really do kind of go there. So, great pick, I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I just yeah. remember that sound of him mm-hmm. digging in there. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty clear that, like, one of the one of the common themes with all these things is going to be sound, I think, with, with Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it has been. And it, uh, that's the case in a couple more of my picks, so... All right, uh, let's enter the super round, round three. Bill, you are up. No duplicates yet. So I, I kind of think we'll we're going to have some, but we'll see. we still got, mm-hmm. got three more rounds to go. All right, Bill, your number three pick. Yeah, your last pick kind of segues nicely into this. Um, for me, this is one that impacted me as a kid, and uh, it's from Dark Frontier in Voyager. And my five words in a hashtag is... Species 10026 bites the dust, and hashtag 300,000 assimilated. And it is the scene in the assimilation chamber with Seven of Nine, um, kind of watching an entire species almost get wiped out. Um, it's it's assimilation on a scale that we don't we haven't we hadn't seen before and we never saw again uh, in in Trek. You know we've seen you know Picard and things in first contact with guys getting the tubules stuck in their neck. You know we get we get that kind of stuff, but. This is a glimpse into, you know, an, an alien species kind of being done away with. Um, and again, it's it's to me, it's the sound. It's being in that room and hearing the screams and the uh, the, the the people suffering. And uh, you don't see a lot as far as like gra- there, there are images in the background. You see limbs getting separated and stuff. And there there's 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 gore there. There's graphic stuff going on visually, but it's it's knowing what's going on because you know what the Borg do and you know what assimilation is, and you know how many people are getting taken apart right now. When you're when that scene's very effective at putting you there and um, putting a face on not one guy getting assimilated, not one ship getting assimilated, but a planet kind of. Yeah, going down the tubes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the the sound on that is is really good. And again, that's another one where you just start. You have to yeah. picture what's happening. It's not not pretty. Carl, what do you think? Do you, are you familiar with that one? I'm I'm vaguely familiar with this episode, um, but I I can picture in my head what what's going on. And I mean, and I don't want to you know spoilers for further down the list potentially, but like I think one of the best things that was done to the Borg was the revamping of the assimilation process. Um, after we saw it in best of both worlds, um, kind of really embracing the body horror aspect yeah. of it. And, you know, this is, you know, what they probably couldn't afford to do on a, even with the movie budget at the time, you know, when, when the prize is assimilated, you get to see that happen on an even bigger scale here. And no, I agree. It's just, you just, your mind fills in all the blanks of what you're not seeing. And that's to me sometimes the best way that these types of gory situations work, where your your brain is doing you know at least half of the lifting. Yep, yep. That's a great way to summarize it. Uh, what's your uh, what's your number three pick? All right. So in honor of the soup round, I felt like I had to do one that had blood in it. Uh, oh, and um, the five words in a hashtag. And actually, I cheated and have I have two hashtags, and you'll see why. Um, it's weightless assassination produces literal bloodbath. Hashtag Pepto Bismol. Hashtag This is not Klingon blood. And it's the assassination of Chancellor Gorkon in Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. Um, I remember seeing this in the theater in '91, and I, just from a technological standpoint, I had never seen anything like this moment where yeah. you have weightlessness and blood like 
pouring out of these bodies as they're being shot by phasers that apparently don't cauterize wounds like they're supposed to. And they, they explain that later in a book. But, I mean, you know, it's just the bubbles and the way that they... There's that scene at the end where they're just floating and then the little the two bubbles kind of merge together into a big blob and just float away. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for, I think, ratings reasons, they had to make the blood that weird pinky-purple color um, to not get an R rating. But it's still... At least when the lights are down, it's a really cool effect. And it's really a very striking and horrific scene. And you, it, it feels like you witness an assassination watching that sequence. For sure. I had the exact same experience because I, when I remember watching it in the theater and thinking, it was really groundbreaking at the time. I mean, it, that, that scene really was effective uh, on first release in the theater. Bill, how about you? A lot of blood. Too. Yeah, Star Trek. <laughs> it is lots of blood. Um, Star Trek Six is the first movie that I am almost positive ever saw in the movie theater. Uh, I was five years old, and I remember that oh. scene. <laughs> that <laughs> I'm scene, not surprised. <laughs> that scene is I'll never forget. You know, sitting on my dad's lap at five years old in the movie theater, just with my jaw on the ground, watching this happen. Uh, the pink blood totally worked for me when I was five years old. By the way, it mm-hmm. didn't. That had no negative impact on me at all. Like I was totally with it. Um, obviously, uh, great score in that scene. It's 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 great, great stuff. Um, one one of the coolest scenes in Star Trek movies, I think. Actually, because I think the zero G stuff works really well. I think it's it's held up pretty well. Um, yeah, and it is bloody, no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I love the that that weird choral music that they have going on as they're as the suited figures yeah. are walking through and and even later on when when they when kirk and mccoy beam over to try to you know rest or resuscitate gorkon they do a great job of like you can see like the bubbles coming out of his chest yeah. like as he's breathing and it, it it's it's really effective and, and pretty gore one of the most gory things i think i've seen in the star trek anything yeah yeah the uh, mccoy trying to save him for sure is yeah adds to the to the gore so mm. okay let's close out the soup round i'm gonna go with uh I was really, really wanted. There's a couple here that I was battling myself with, and they're uh, both original series. But I am, uh, I'm going with this one because it's such an impactful one. It's, a, it's well, it's visual, but it's also it's a little subtle. But well, I guess it's not that subtle. Uh, the hashtag is Marta deserved so much better. Hashtag Marta lives, <laughs> and it's the episode whom gods destroy. And the moment, of course, is the death of Marta, where she gets blown up into a million pieces while everyone's watching, and she's terrified and can't. Oh, it's just the worst. It is. And I and I always, I mean, it's like, I mean, get it. I, I don't mean that it's subtle in that it's obviously not subtle. It's like, I mean, she's literally standing there, yeah. and blows up on screen. <laughs> um, but you don't, you obviously don't see the blood and guts and the gore. But she is in a million pieces, and it breaks my heart every time. I love Marta. I've ordered my men to drive her out of the protective dome. And, of course, she would choke to death on the outside in a matter of minutes. But I've arranged a more merciful end for her. Because, after all, Captain, she is my consul. One tiny crystal implanted in her neck portion of this explosive no bigger than a grain of sand 
I propose to detonate it from here. suffering child. Basically, picking that as a as a respect for uh, for Marta, and I always do the ha- whenever I talk about whom gods destroy. Hashtag Marta lives. <laughs> we love Marta, so that's a brutal moment, a brutal, brutal. Glory. It really is. What do you guys think? It's uh, it's great pick. It's another one that yeah. is totally sold by the uh, the performance of the actress uh, in that moment. Uh, that she totally tugs at the heartstrings. Like she's she is great throughout the episode and she's complicated and likable but kind of scary at the same time unpredictable um and when she's out there unprotected and she's kind of just like floundering around just trying to live and it, it's 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 scary yeah <laughs> you yeah. never forget it you're, you're definitely terrified yeah. for her in that scene you can feel the terror so okay let's uh move on to round two bill what's your uh number two pick well, for my number two pick, I have to give a shout out to my partner and good buddy Dan from Trek Live. Right, um, Dan. Yes, yes. He, he is responsible for this. I, I a couple days ago okay. before recording, I, I sent him like my long list. I told him I was struggling with finalizing, and like he always does, he out of nowhere, like in two seconds, responded and said, oh, "I think you forgot one," and he <laughs> threw it out, and it was exactly <laughs> correct. <laughs> and my five words in the hashtag are: Tom Paris loses his tongue. <laughs> Hashtag work pen problems. And it's, and I'm sure I forgot about it because I'm trying to, you know, I'm not thinking about bottom of the barrel Star Trek. I know we don't talk about bad episodes on Trek ranks, but this is this is uniquely <laughs> this is this is uniquely uh, memorable. I I just. Another one that, when I thought about it, yeah, as a kid, I could not believe my eyes. Tom Paris just pulled his tongue out of his head um, <laughs> and smiles when he's done. He looks up, he looks at it, looks up at Janeway and smiles, like in a creepy. It's it's the episode is horrible. It's it's bottom of the bottom of my list of Voyager rankings uh, all day, um, but unforgettable moment, uh, horrifying, scary, disgusting, undeniably gory. It's it was borderline number one for me. It is gory and gross, and you just never want to never, see ever. it again. It's really, really it's, it's disgusting. Oh, it's yeah. It was it was on my list for a while, and I finally moved it to the secondary systems. Carl, you have many memories of that one. Um, I have I have unfortunately many memories of that episode, but that's not one of them. I'll be honest. Um, I when you when Bill mentioned it, I oh yeah, that's right. But it, it would never even cross my mind, and I I've thought about that episode several times to my chagrin. So uh, <laughs> not not one of the one of my favorites. No. All right, Carl. What's your number two then? All right, number two, um, five words in a hashtag. Odo reveals his biggest secret, hashtag lie if you have to. 
and it's the torture scene between Garrick and Odo in the Die is Cast, Deep Space Nine, episode 21, season three. And this is kind of a payoff in a way because we've, for a long time, had been told that, you know, Odo had to revert to his gelatinous state every 16 hours to regenerate. And we never quite knew what would happen if he did, didn't do that. And I think that it's a, it was a brilliant decision to, you know, invent this device or whatever that they had the, the, uh, Obsidian Order had to prevent Odo from shapeshifting. And it's, you know, it, it's a combination really between the two performances of Rene Auberginois and Andy Robinson, but also the, the really creepy makeup effects they did with Odo where he's like half desiccated with little bits hanging off of him. And he's almost convulsing at times. And, and, and that great moment when, when Garrick says, you know, tell me anything live if you have to just give me something so I can, you know, cause he, he's really not enjoying yep. what he's doing, but just, um, and and Rene Bergenois just totally sells the amount of pain that he's in in that moment, and yeah. it's it, it's it's another one of those moments that like the the first time I saw it, like it was stuck in my head for a long time afterwards. Yeah, it's a it's a gory moment in action because of what Garrick is doing, and obviously the impact on uh, on Odo. It's always tough to watch that one. It is. Mm-hmm. And for me, the thing that stands out to me the most with that scene is when I think of those episodes, it feels like that is such a huge part of it. Like, like literally in time, it feels like it's a huge chunk of the episode, but it's only a couple of minutes. It's really short, um, but it's yeah, so powerful, so impactful that it kind of dominates the whole thing. And it's to its benefit because it's, it's such a linchpin moment for Odo when he like cries out, I want to go home and he's not talking about Deep Space Nine. It's like such mm-hmm. a huge moment. Um, that defines his yeah. character for the rest of the series, and uh, it's it's a great pick because it is it's 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 gory. Uh, Bad things are happening to Odo right there. Yeah, yeah, uh, all good points. All right, so let's close out round two with uh, this is a little bit of a historic pick. So I've got uh, my five words and a hashtag: twisted carnage, unlike anything we've seen. Hashtag gore like never before, and it's Star <laughs> Trek Discovery. Context is for kings, and the moment is just this mangled corpse mayhem on the on the Glen, and you know, in in we've heard about bodies being splayed inside out on previous you know Trek incarnations. I think uh, it was on Enterprise when Saval is talking about the Vulcan ship that visits the Expanse, and they actually did a good job on that one. I actually was on my short list because they show like the grainy footage. You can hear everybody screaming uh, in that episode, and then DS Nine's the ship. There's the uh, it's not the inside out, but it's basically everybody on that ship dies from a massive osteonecrosis where they just all their bones are crushed. Mm-hmm. But this is a whole new level when they go on the Glen. And they're walking through that corridor. This the effect, the effectiveness of the lighting and the mood and the tension and the foot in the doorway, and then all these <laughs> bodies just completely contorted. And when they go to sick bay and the the Stamets counterparts spinal cage is like sticking up. Yeah, spore drive is very dangerous. I've decided, and that is. Uh, Really, a groundbreaking, gory scene on Star Trek. So I have to have to do it. I have to pick Star Trek Discovery. What do you guys think? Great pick. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I 
I felt like I was watching like an alien movie or something in that moment where they're walking through and, and I love like just the way that whole sequence is structured. And then to, of all things have it capped off with a Klingon doing the shush thing. Yeah. Right right before it gets mauled by, by the, the tardigrade. uh, I mean, it's, it's such a well, constructed sequence and like you said it's not something that we'd ever seen in star trek yeah i totally agree i think the uh that's a great point with the humor kind of breaking the tension a little bit that kind of that kind of tops off the scene to me um but but the 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 image of even in the engineering deck with a straw's face uh is 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 just i'll never forget that that's a huge moment uh in in gory star trek history uh Mm -hmm. probably not to be topped anytime soon i would i would imagine uh but yeah it's a great pick and i knew it was going to be on here somewhere somebody was going to name it pretty yeah pretty brutal all right so we are if you if you've made it this far listeners and i i don't blame you if you haven't because this has been a a deep dark episode of trek ranks we are down to round one, our number one picks for top five gory moments in Trek history. So, Bill, start us off. What's your number one pick? Well, this this is not gory in the traditional sense, but it, it had to be number one for me. This is perhaps my first memory of first-run Star Trek. Um, I was four years old, and, well, my five words in a hashtag are, she's melted into the deck... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and my hashtag is scarred for life uh that it's such a well done scene to me uh the whole the, the way it starts with they're kind of just strolling around the corridor they split up she screams Jordy runs and the image on like the look on her face <laughs> is, yeah. is i will i can close my eyes and i can see it like i saw it when i was four years old um and I know it's not like blood and guts all over the deck or anything, but she is mangled. <laughs> like there's clearly blood and guts everywhere <laughs> underneath the deck. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and on top of that, the thing that really stands out to me is it's in an episode that's so light and, and it's, it's, it's light as a feather. It's a romantic comedy. Um, and <laughs> stuck in the middle of it is this, this sequence that, has made a huge impact on me uh, for, for being gory and scary and, and, and disgusting and horrifying and all these things. So it's, it's unusual. It, it, it's, it's a weird fit. It's not a, a great episode by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think, but it's uh, it's, it's unique in all these kind of weird ways. And I know it was, I, I think you mentioned to Jim on the last episode when you were introducing this topic and I heard you say, it and I was like, it's, it's, it's it. It's the, it's my number one. Like I knew right away uh, because like I, said in my prime directive I kind of was thinking through the eyes of me as a kid and thinking of things that scared me when I was young and uh, that was the one yeah it, and I don't think you said the title of the episode it's in theory oh it's in theory yes yeah, I'm sorry course. yeah um, it's so funny that was one of the things that popped into my head too and it's been on my short list you know for the last 10 days going through these I didn't end up picking it but uh, it is so gory it's so gory <laughs> It's such a great effect too. They did such a good job with that. And then, yeah, you know, is. I didn't think you just said I didn't think about this, but it is it's in this light episode. All of a sudden yeah. there's this, this gruesome, gruesome death. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I think I said this on the last show. You know what's under that uh <laughs> 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 
is cut off, and that is disgusting. Yep. Yep. That is disgusting. No, I, 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 lo- I mean, it, it was on my secondary systems list, uh, and it's, it's one of the two moments, and one of them in TOS that I'll say in a second. That's also on my secondary systems list. That is, it's not like you said, it's not gory, but it's one of those like nightmare-inducing moments. It's like when you see if you see it at the right age, and the other one being um, in Charlie X when he gets rid of the woman's yes. face. Um, <laughs> those oh, two God, moments, yeah. like both, just freak me out. Like you wouldn't believe uh, when I when I first saw them. But uh, unfortunately, both on the secondary systems list. Makes sense. All right, yeah. then what's your uh, what's your number two pick? <sighs> okay, so really didn't want this to be number one, um, but. Again, as, as Bill has said a few times, you know, sometimes you see something in it at the right time and it just messes with your head or whatever. Um, so, like I said, uh, I was eight, nine when TNG started. And this the, the five words are pretty much my exact reaction probably on my face when this happened. It is, OMG, his head blew up. Uh, hashtag unresolved cliffhanger. And it's Remix Death from Conspiracy, episode 25, season one, TNG. Um I don't think much needs to be said about us. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know my mom was horrified by what she saw on TV. Um, how they got away with this in 1988, I have no idea. But, you know, Riker and, and Picard go into the room and Remick turns around and threatens them as the little air bladder things. that He, he puts the, the little critter thing in his mouth and his throat bulges mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and then and they decide to shoot him and his his head explodes <laughs> it's and i uh, up until you know context is for kings i can't think of a single more flat out gory moment in star trek than that moment in conspiracy it is it is certainly gory <laughs> and uh i'm glad somebody picked it i obviously it's a it's one that stands out too i think that came up on the preview last episode too uh that claire said mm-hmm. but i just i couldn't pick it it was on my second <laughs> I, I didn't want to but i just couldn't not just, pick it either you know i mean it really is it is gory and they do such a good job with the i, I mean the effects are, they are. pretty impressive I think so they kind of stand the test yeah. of time even yeah. though, i mean a little bit even the stop motion graphic stuff is i still yeah. think pretty good and effective totally agreed so yeah, that somebody picked it. That one is gross. Okay, <laughs> so me too. So that means uh, there's going to be one, one big one that didn't get picked that I thought would, and I left it off my list in favor of Marta. But we're going to talk about it in secondary systems, secondary systems, because I'm going to hit my number one pick here, which I'm doubling down. Sorry, I'm. Uh, people are going to think I'm of the moment, and I'm okay with that because of the moment means that I'm fired up about new Star Trek. Because I'm picking Discovery again, and my hashtag is Landry Butchered by the Mm. Lamb. Hashtag, and I'm extremely happy about that, because I could not stand Landry. The the death of Commander Landry in the Butcher's Knife cares not for the Lamb's cry. Computer, open containment pen. Emergency transport. Sigbay. Hmm. 
creature. Don't let her death be in vain. The, the key thing here isn't so much the death. Um, it's just this one... It's like basically it's a very brief shot of her. It's like maybe maybe one or two seconds, but when they're panning over her and she's going into the into in the sick bay bed, her chest is torn yeah. open by the tardigrade, just covered in grooves of flesh and blood, and that is uh. the goriest shot I've ever seen in Trek. It right away it told me, <laughs> yeah, she ain't survived. Okay, she's not surviving this one. Like at that point, you're not really sure if she's gonna live or not. Um, so you know she's dead when you see that. And again, it only lasts a second, but that makeup equivalent is as good as you know anything you'll see in you know Alien or actually it reminded me of American Werewolf in London, which is one of my favorite movies. That's a great call. Yeah. Yep. Um, in terms of the gore and just the – I'll say it again, these the grooves of flesh and blood, it was so gross. So I'm giving my top two spots to Star Trek Discovery, and I think we've – truly signified a new era of Star Trek is here. So I'm fired. What do you guys think about that one? I mean, I know it's quick, but it's quick, but it's bloody. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You're right. I mean, as soon as you see her, I, I had the same reaction. I was like, well, she's gone. Like, there's no way she's coming back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't care what century we're in. She's, she's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, it is gruesome. Like you said, I mean, the makeup effects are as good as they're state of the art, as good as anything you're going to find in a major motion picture that is striving to do that, to, to, to crush you out with, with like a bloody death. Uh, and it's, it's, it's all there in discovery. Carl, any comments? No. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't think I can add too much to that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's short, but it's extremely effective. Um, to be honest, the first time I watched the episode, I think I was still kind of, numbed from her thrashing that she takes right before that moment to, you know, to really process how bad she looked. I mean, I, as she was getting mauled, like, I was like, okay, she's done, you know, that's it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something new for Trek and it's, yeah, it's great pick for number one. For sure. All right. Well, oh my God, this is is some pretty, pretty disgusting list. Let's jump into, uh, into secondary systems. I'm going to start secondary systems by just saying the one that I think we missed on. I wish it was on the list was the uh, the motion picture transporter room accident. Mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. They, where yeah, they're it's just on my like, secondary. Yeah, my too. Yep. What we got back didn't live long. I mean, that's that moment. Fortunately, is, fortunately, fortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Kirk's like, "Okay, can somebody get me a new science officer?" With, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys got? How else have on your secondary systems? I, I have a few actually. I'll, can I just run through a couple real quick? Uh, yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do the, it. The number one thing that I just barely missed was a TOS reference. Uh, I even have five words in a hashtag if you don't mind. I yeah. Can, do it. And it's it's he burned to a crisp. <laughs> hashtag R.I.P. Schmitter. And it's the, the horde of death and <laughs> oh, devil in the dark. Poor Schmitter. Yeah. Um, for for TOS 1960s, it's it's pretty gruesome. Uh, you don't see much, but you know he's he's gone. Um, it is. Uh, I think the City Alpha Yield mm-hmm. exit out of Chekhov's ear is a, yeah. is a clear one. And I had I had a couple that you guys mentioned the the Glenn crew unspooled and context is for kings and uh, Remick and conspiracy. Yeah. Um, and one other one that I just want to throw out real quick that I I left off on purpose. It is gruesome and it maybe belongs in the top five, but I think it's 
gratuitous and gory for kind of all the wrong reasons. It's Shinzon's yeah. death in Nemesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's yeah. disgusting and gross, but it's I don't think it, I don't think it's effective. I don't think it works. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah, I don't think it's fair. it's just gross to be gross. So I left yeah. it off. That's fair. All right, how about you, Carl? What, what, uh, what's yeah. secondary? Um, yeah, so I, I I had the city eels. Um, two two separate stabbings in the back. Um, the vicious animal thing that bayonets Wesley and Heidi oh, Q, oh, um, which was was one of the first times I remember seeing wow. that happen in Star Trek, and I, that also left That's a mark on me. That's an um, awesome pick. I never thought yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I just didn't I couldn't think of enough to talk, say about it other than yeah Wesley gets bayoneted in the back so uh, and then the Nausicaan does the same thing to Picard and Tapestry yeah. that's also yeah. pretty bloody. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that barely missed the cut because I and I was trying to get some uh, diversity among the shows here is um, Voyager um, in the episode Faces when the Vidian puts Durst's mm. face on his face. And you cut, um, even it was the same actor, yeah. but I thought that was a pretty creepily effective yeah. makeup for the time. That's a good point, and that's gory um, too. Yeah. Another one, cut the guy's yeah. face off. Yeah, <laughs> right. That is gory. Um, there's, and again, another one that it, it was gory, but there's nothing really to say about it. Was um, when they find John Doe in Transfigurations, and half of his face is ripped off and his brains exposed. I thought it was another really interesting makeup effect for the time. Um, worked pretty well. Um, and then uh, just because I really wanted an off the wall pick to really drive my, um, prime directive of don't need blood to be brutal or gory. Um, I went with Yeoman Thompson being killed by Rojan and by any other name when she gets turned into the little cube and then yeah, crushed, yeah. um, just as something that's <laughs> something you don't see every day. You, you uh, bastard <laughs> Rojan. That was, that was, that was not cool. Brutal. <laughs> 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 no, cool. no, but that's true too. Cause that is murder is. and violence. So that yeah. is war. Oh, that was bad too. All right, I had a few. Uh, my one that I really wanted to include, but I just couldn't get it on there was the revulsion murders. Mm. So uh, the 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 crazy hologram mm. on Voyager and revulsion. I love this episode. I love the portrayal by Leland Leland Orser. There's a lot of blood mm-hmm. and guts and dead mm-hmm. bodies all over the place yeah. in that episode. As soon as you said the episode really name, like I can it. picture the, the body getting dragged away with the blood trail. Yeah, yeah, yep. with the blood, yeah. It's really, I mean, it's it's like, it's not the most disturbing mm-hmm. blood image you've ever seen, but the fact that he's just mm-hmm. killing all these people and cleaning up after them is, is pretty good. And then uh, another one was the, and there was no Enterprise votes, which we'll go through in the stats here in a second, is the... Uh, the aliens in fight or flight, mm. when they go on that ship, yeah. it's like the second episode of Enterprise, and there's just that sucking yeah. noise from the machine that they're sucking mm. the blood pumped out of these bodies, and all the dead bodies are just hanging there, and that is freaking gory. So mm-hmm. that was definitely on my short list. And then last one was this one's a little more gross for me than gory, but Spider Barkley in Genesis. <laughs> oh yes, it's, yes, uh, unforgettable. It's pretty. <laughs> Pretty unforgettable <laughs> and scary and gross. So, okay. All right. Disgusting lists abound uh, on this episode. Good job. Time to activate our regeneration cycle and get this place cleaned up. Computer, activate regeneration cycle. Alcoves beta and gamma. All right. So let's go through a couple of quick stats here. And actually, we don't have much to talk about. I, I was, 
I was going to try and break it down between like subtle and blood and gross, but man, just, these picks were yeah. all over the place, and I love it. It really covered everything. So basically every uh, incarnation of Trek was represented except for Enterprise. So I'm glad I gave him a shout-out in the secondary systems. We had uh, one Kelvin Timeline pick, which was great. Uh, oh, I forgot. We're going to go through our picks. So, Bill, let's go through your five picks again. So my number five was from The Thaw, and it was Viorce's... Uh, death by guillotine decapitation um, <laughs> my, my number four was from Star Trek Into Darkness and it was uh, Admiral Marcus and Carol Marcus's head and leg getting crushed respectively uh, my number three was from Dark Frontier in Voyager uh, and it was Species 10026 being assimilated in mass um, and spending time in that assimilation chamber with Seven of Nine and watching the horror on her face um, number two I have Threshold uh, uh, Tom Paris pulling his own tongue out of his head. And uh, number one, I have, in theory, uh, the engineering crewman melting through the deck um, unexpectedly and randomly and horrifyingly. Oh, I'm so glad you picked that. All right, Carl, what about, let's recap your list for us. Okay, so for number five, I have Varia's death in the TNG episode, The Most Boys. Number four, the effects of the blight in the Deep Space Nine episode, The Quickening. <laughs> Number three. Shut it all down! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Number three is the assassination of Chancellor Gorkon in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Number two, Odo's tortured by Garrick in the DS9 episode, The Die is Cast. And number one, Remick's death in the TNG episode, Conspiracy. <laughs> All disgusting. Great list. All right, my number five was the uh, those organisms and phantasms that just creep me out and I don't want to think about ever from TNG. Uh, number four, also from TNG, Star Trek First Contact with Picard uh, digging through a dead drone for a neural processor. Number three, R.I.P. Marta, who gets blown up real good in Whom Gods Destroys from TOS. And then number two, Context is for Kings, and we have Twisted Mayhem Carnage on the Glen in Star Trek Discovery. And number one, another Star Trek Discovery pick, Landry gets butchered by the lamb and lots of blood and guts. So, okay, I almost forgot to go through our picks because last uh, week we we skipped this section. So, all right, so the stats are, again, no Enterprise picks. One from the Kelvin timeline, which I love when they get repped. There's two each from TOS and DS9. Oh, and Discovery. And then Voyager had three picks, so Voyager did extremely well in the gory category. And TNG led the way with five picks. Who would have thought TNG is the goriest Star Trek? I, I don't think I would have predicted that. So, All right, so way too much fun, but as we do every week, we have once again entered a temporal causality loop. So before we can depart, it's time to hear from you. Enterprise has been caught up in a temporal causality loop, and I suspect that something similar may have happened to you. All right, so we got a ton of feedback in our last show, which was breaking down Star Trek's top five premiere episodes, and I knew it would, because for a list like that, you only, all you really need to do is put together uh, your six episodes in order, or five episodes in order, so there wasn't a lot of variety, so... Uh, as opposed to today's topic, you know, when you have to think about 50 years of Trek minutiae, which uh, which we all love to do. So 
We got dozens of responses. So instead of relaying those picks uh, with just a few different variables, I think instead I'm going to composite some of the overall feedback statistics for Trek's top five premiere episodes. And not surprisingly, no one chose the Man Trap as the best premiere episode. And it was the (laughs) – yeah, not surprising – and it was the overwhelming leader for fifth and sixth place votes. But every other premiere got at least a few first place votes. Discovery and DS9 finished with the most first place votes overall. And Voyager is right behind them. However, Caretaker also received quite a few fifth and sixth place votes. But DS9 and Discovery didn't receive any. So they were consistently in the, uh, in the top three picks there. So... So with all that in mind, the overall feedback consensus for the Trek Ranks top five premiere episodes was number six, the original series, The Man Trap, number five, Next Generation, Encounter at Farpoint, number four, Enterprise, Broken Bow, number three, Voyager, Caretaker, number two, Discovery, The Vulcan Hello, and Battle at the Binary Stars, and number one was Deep Space Nine, Emissary. So, um, pretty interesting. I mean, no wrong answers, as you know. So, with that, we've once again pulled ourselves out of this week's temporal causality loop. And as always, I just want to thank everyone for uh, all the amazing responses to Trek Ranks. Keep those lists coming to me at Trek Ranks or at Enterprise Extra so we can add them to our database numbers and can retweet them. And also, we want to hear from you. So put together your own list of top five gory moments from Star Trek history and give us a call. Tell us your list. It's that easy. Call us at the Tricorder Transmissions at 609-512-5527 at 609-512-LLAP. So hopefully we'll hear from you and uh, you can be featured on the next episode of Trek Ranks. And in the next episode of Trek Ranks... We are dialing up a classic topic. It's one that I've had on my very short list since day one of the Trek Ranks launch. And it's about as Trek as Trek gets. So for episode 14 of Trek Ranks, we are going to do our top five time travel episodes. It's that simple. So anything jumping out at you guys for that in terms of... uh, what would be your immediate inclusion into a list of top five time travel episodes? Mine's boring. It's sitting there forever. No doubt about it. I'm, that's my. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. That ain't boring. That's an all-time it's the classic. kind of answer, but that's the, the first thing that came into my head. Carl, pick something not boring. What do you got? <laughs> um, well, both. Well, I first one that came to mind was past tense. Oh, wow, yes. great pick. That's going to be hard to keep off my list. <laughs> all right, that's that's going to be a great, super fun topic. There's a, I think there's a. They might get some duplicates, but uh, there's going to be a lot to choose from. Oh, my gosh. We didn't have any duplicates, did we? I don't think we had one. Wow. No, I, I don't think get, we did. I need to get, like, a red alert noise or something. Wow. That. That's crazy. I thought <laughs> for sure there was going to be a lot. I, I, yeah. No duplicates. <laughs> no duplicates. Did you guys hear that? Okay. That was, that was the defiance signaling that we had no duplicates. <laughs> All right. This show's off the hook. So... <laughs> Uh, all right, so before we wrap it up, a uh, huge thanks to the brilliant Bill Mann and Carl Wonder. So, Bill, uh, tell everybody again about Trek Live, and then Carl, I want pe- you tell people about your uh, your soundtrack blog and uh, things you do oh. there. So, Bill, Trek Live, one more time. Give Trek Live, uh, Dan and myself, um, the other Bill and Dan in the Trek. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. uh, we go live on YouTube once a week and have... Um, 
raw, like unedited live conversations about whatever's going on in Star Trek. Uh, during Discovery, we're obviously, you know, talking about whatever episode aired that week. And uh, before Discovery and after Discovery wraps up uh, for the season, we'll go back into uh, whatever floats our boat. Uh, favorite episodes, favorite characters, all kinds of stuff. Kind of similar to Trek ranks. We're not, like beholden to ranking things or anything like that but we'll occasionally do a top five this top five that and dive deep into a character or a movie or an episode or a scene uh, we can go specific like that um, but yeah we have a good time with it we love having interaction with people and cool. uh, not just you know talking to each other we can do that on our own time and often do but we love you know talking to people who just stop in and um, connecting people in live real time that's great. It's super Thanks. fun to get on there. So, and Carl, how about you? I know you do your uh, you've you've got like a, a soundtrack blog. I, I just read your one on uh, on the Voyage Home. Uh, oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Really so, good, really good. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so I have a, a blog. It's uh, called ListeningToFilm.net, and uh, it's one of one of my other passions. In addition to Star Trek in general, is uh, music of film and and television. Um, and I've been writing, um, you know, blog posts about various films that, uh, and the scores that go with them. Um, kind of like, you know, check ranks, I keep it positive. I don't, I'm not going to review something just to dump on it or something I didn't like. So it's going to be mostly things I like, and I am making my way through the, the Star Trek films. Uh, I just posted, uh, one on Star Trek four, uh, yesterday. Um, I'm, currently just starting to write one for Star Trek five and I'm going to go through the, the whole series that way. And if I ever do, you know, sit down and, and start my, my official uh, Voyager slash enterprise rewatch, I'll probably be posting some thoughts on there as well. Can't wait. You are going to do that. That is a guarantee. <laughs> That'll be awesome. So, uh, all right. Well, great job. And someday, you know, we're, we're going to do a Trek ranks on scores or music. I just got to figure out what, how the, how to do that topic. It'd be a great one though. A tough one. Yeah. But, uh, that's, yeah. that's definitely on my long list. So, all right, guys, great job. That was super gory. And just want to thank everybody again for engaging with us here on Trek ranks episode 13. As always, I just want to close by saying I'm looking forward to standing with you again here in this place where I belong. Hi there. Thanks again for listening. If you're cruising the galaxy looking for even more Trek talk, why not visit our good friends Bill and Dan over at TrekGeeks.com? They've got a great podcast that covers a wide range of Star Trek topics, so you're sure to find something you'll love. And if you're in the mood for some awesome tunes, then you really need to head over to 5 The guys are writing a song for every episode of the original series, and each one is absolutely brilliant. So that's TrekGeeks.com and 5 Check them out today.